Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham again today. Uh, make sure you follow us all over social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Instagram, TikTok, everything. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for our show, and they help out. You guys, Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Uh, also, Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new ride, head out to Lebanon, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand new hardwood floors in your home. They are at CalvinandSubtle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Luke, uh, this morning there is drama all over <laughs> Titans yes. Twitter because of what happened yesterday at practice, which – Really nothing much at practice happened yesterday because we were talking about this as we were uh, done with the media portion of practice of, you know, we might have to get some more creative topics tomorrow because just reacting off of something that happened yesterday was not going to be in the cards. But yeah, uh, so quickly hit on why practice was so boring yesterday. They didn't really do much. Like (laughs) the offense wasn't very good. They, only completed like two passes throughout the day. And these, these, uh, I can't remember, was it two minute they were doing? I don't know. There was just not a whole lot that happened other than Caleb Farley looking like a lost child in a mall trying to bring down Logan Woodside on a scramble play. But that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah so that was Caleb, really all that happened. The Caleb Farley situation was interesting. And then we'll dive into the AJ Brown versus Paul Kaharski saga. But uh, Caleb Farley. Uh, Mike Vrabel told him to get off the practice field because there was a play in 11-on-11 red zone drills where Farley was supposed to be covering somebody, got lost in coverage, was like turning around in circles. He might have fallen down and and gotten up at some point, didn't know what he was doing, but just kind of quit on the play. And Logan Woodside scrambled and ran right by him because Caleb Farley was just not paying attention or not knowing what was going on. Mike Vrabel said, that's not how he practiced. Get yeah. the bleep off the field. And then he came back later on in a different drill. But that's a learning moment for Caleb Farley for sure. But, uh, uh, Luke, it's interesting because I, I saw Paul's tweet about Josh Reynolds during practice. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's not incorrect. And that's probably going to get a lot of response. So <laughs> what happened is, Paul Kaharski tweeted a video of Josh Reynolds simply saying Josh Reynolds doesn't look very explosive. Here is the video that Paul tweeted with the tweet saying Josh Reynolds, Titans new wide receiver, they signed in free agency, doesn't look very explosive. Here's the video. So that's it, right? And, You know, I've been saying this all spring, ever since I saw Josh Reynolds out there on the practice field during OTAs and minicamp, he's not that explosive. And in that, but that's not his game. His game is, is a possession receiver. He goes out there, gets open, catches the football. It's usually for a first down and then he gets tackled quickly after. So what was your reaction overall? Well, I guess we'll, I'll go ahead and tell the whole story before I, I get you in here. (laughs) So, uh, 
Paul tweets that. It gets a lot of responses. Everybody's going after Paul for saying a receiver's not explosive, whatever. And then A.J. Brown does this later in the day, and this tweet is no longer available since it has been deleted. A.J. Brown, I'm going to say this as nice as I can. Nobody asked for your effing opinion. He's probably working through something like everyone else is in camp. I'll probably get in trouble for this, but I don't even care. Need to learn some respect fast. So, Luke, that was AJ's uh, tweet there to Paul's quote tweet. Paul did follow it up with this tweet after the first. He said, context, certainly Josh Reynolds is coming back from something. Other guys going harder, making sharper cuts, particularly deeper into this clip. Uh, And so that was the entirety of the story there. So what did you think of the entire uh, Paul Kowarski, Josh Reynolds, not explosive, and then A.J. Brown blasting on him? Well, I'll start with Josh Reynolds because I think Paul's right that he's not very explosive, and I think you're right that that's not really why they brought him in here. I think that Josh Reynolds, ideally in this offense, is sort of a more talented version of Tajay Sharp in terms of the role he's going to play. Yep. You know, Josh Reynolds is more talented than Sharp, but if you think about what Sharp did for the Titans, he was someone who would come in and in key situations, third down, whatever. He would get open, he would catch the football, and he would get out of bounds, right? And that is a valuable asset on a football team. And Josh Reynolds is more explosive than Tajay Sharp. He doesn't have those razor-thin legs that, that Tajay Sharp had. I don't and know. Josh Reynolds' lower body is pretty thin. If it's not Tajay Sharp then. No, I've never seen Tajay any receiver that was Tajay Sharp then. Uh, he'll, he'll come in and play that role for the Titans, and he'll be fine. And I don't even know that he's going to be the slot guy. I, I think maybe you put Julio or A.J. Brown in the slot. You know, A.J. was a great slot receiver in college. But that, that's getting into the weeds a little bit. Look, it is Paul Kaharski's job to give his opinion. And A.J. Brown in this situation is just completely wrong. He's incorrect. When he said that nobody is asking for your opinion – He neglected the fact that Paul Kaharski runs a website, paulkaharski.com, that has a bunch of Titans fans subscribing to him who are paying him six bucks a month for his opinion. (laughs) That is people asking for his opinion, and it was a perfectly reasonable opinion, too. This idea that Paul Kaharski is just supposed to watch practice and either A, not say anything, or B, if he does say something, he has to pull out the pom-poms and root everybody on and, and, and pump everybody up is just complete nonsense. Yeah, and here's Ant saying, reporters shake my head, always the non-athletic okay. people always talking. <laughs> this, is, this is stupid too, okay? Because let, let's see. Um, hmm. Sh- uh, Sean McVay, great NFL coach. Did he have a great NFL career? No. no. Are players just like not supposed to listen to him? Or, or how about this? You know, Austin, I remember you told me yesterday you were having a meeting with your financial advisor. Yeah. I'm going to guess that your financial advisor has never run a sports media company before. That's so, who, so who is he to tell you what to do with your money when you're running a sports media company? That's that's very true. I mean, it's just, you know, people know what they do. And then Ant follows up. That, that's the problem. It's an opinion, not facts. Uh keep your opinions to yourself speak facts only and that's not how any of this works that's not how what? it works if you don't want opinions why are you listening to this show and you watch our show pretty regularly i mean and it's a pretty unique name i recognize it and so <laughs> I, I know the fact that you're here but it's also 
you're you're here for our opinions. What Zach, what me and Zach created, is a platform for us to voice our opinions. For the people who work for A to Z to voice their opinions. For Luke to go write a column about Shane Bowen yesterday. For Buck to have all of his opinions, and for everybody else, and for you, Ant, to have your opinion. On our show. I mean, That's how, the whole point of this. How boring would the show be if we just came in every day and and I had like a list of, of statements of fact on my phone and we just read them? You know, uh, this guy caught two passes at practice today and this man had an interception. And Mike Vrabel said this. Well, that's the show today. Hope you all had fun. That would be so boring. Yes. Yes, and no, no one, no, none of y'all would be interested in that. Uh, right, right. So let's go ahead and ask everybody this question because I, I do know that people will be split on this so we we're gonna set this up pretty easily with a fair or foul fair or foul for aj brown to blast paul kaharski for his tweet about josh reynolds so is it fair or foul on aj's side of things for going after paul for that tweet so get your uh questions or, or your answers ready to that question uh fair or foul for aj brown to blast Paul Kaharski. So I'll go ahead and post this in the comments for you guys to react to it. But first, let me tell you guys all about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the area. RentersWarehouse.com is where you go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit to create extra cash flow for you and your family because selling your house is a one-time transaction. And that might be right for you. And that's awesome. But renting your house out instead of selling it is a great way to earn long-term equity, which helps you with long-term wealth and gives you a cash flow machine that rings every month with other people paying your mortgage and then some. Maybe you're on the renter's side of things. You can go to renterswarehouse.com and find their great inventory, any type of home across the mid-state. They've got you there at renterswarehouse.com. And I'm going to tell you about our friends at BetMGM because right now they've got a fantastic deal going on if you like sports betting. You can sign up for the BetMGM app today. Use the promo code that you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, and they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. You're not going to find anything like that anywhere else. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and this is one of the many reasons why, and you'll discover many of the other reasons when you give them a try. Promo code A to Z Sports, again, gets you a $1,000 risk-free bet. All right, we're here live on this Tuesday, and the question is, fair or foul for A.J. Brown to blast Paul Kaharski? Here's the tweet. Paul tweets uh, with the video, Josh Reynolds does not look explosive to me, hashtag Titans. AJ says, I'm going to say this as nice as I can, dot, dot, dot. Nobody asked for your effing opinion. He's probably working through something like everyone else's in camp. I'll probably get in trouble for this, but I don't even care. Need to learn some respect fast. That tweet has been since deleted. Tons of comments flying in right now. So I'm going to read uh, as many comments as I can from you guys. If I can scroll to the top of it, Lando <laughs> says foul. Rob says foul. You're a pro. Act like it. So this is from the fair foul on AJ Brown to do this. Uh, Steph says foul. I get why AJ got defensive about it, but I think it was an overreaction. Aaron says foul. Uh, Br Bafford says a little blunt, but fair. Orlando says fair of AJ. Uh, Lance says, I don't like kiss ass reporters and fans that lie to themselves. Yeah. The truth about what's going on with the Titans. <laughs> Colin says fair, but it was also fair for Paul to share his opinion. Rudy says fair. Ryan says foul. 
However, it's not the only player that doesn't like PK. I heard the players don't like PK. I guess on busting with the boys, they talk about it often. Uh, there is a whole boycott going against Paul. I don't follow it that closely. I'd rather have reporters that are honest, but it does seem to be from a pessimistic perspective more often than not. Uh, Jermail says fair. Michael McDonald says fair. Donald says it's foul. AJ was thin-skinned in this one. Paul wasn't even being mean or wrong. Uh, so there's a. am actually fair for both guys. Uh, Deborah says fair. It's AJ's opinion. Joshua says it's fair. Corey says fair. He's being a leader defending his teammate. So here's how I feel about it, Luke, and then I'll give the floor to you. Paul's tweet was absolutely fair. Was it blunt? Was it uh, lacking full context where he he himself admitted that he followed up to the tweet, adding more context? Like, there's a reason why Paul had to say context. Certainly, Reynolds is coming back from something. Other guys are going harder, making sharper cuts, particularly deeper into the second video. So there's extra going on with it. I think it, it's obviously fair on Paul's side to tweet his opinion about one of the Titans wide receivers. That is his job. And as you so eloquently put, Luke, people pay six bucks a month to get Paul's opinion on his site. Now, I also don't hate that AJ Brown is defending his teammate on social media. Like that's a, not a bad thing. I just think that AJ went about it the wrong way by saying nobody asked for your opinion because, as I just stated, they are. And uh, here's where I like the fact that AJ stood up for his teammate is because I am always be transparent with injuries guy. I want to know. I think it's fa more fair to the player if we know that they're dealing with an injury. If we don't know that they're dealing with a type of injury, then how can we use and change and alter our opinion about the player knowing that they're hurt? We know that Josh Reynolds is dealing with some type of injury. He was dealing with it in the spring. He, and he missed uh, several practices last week because of it. We don't know what it is. And I don't, we never really were told what he was dealing with in the spring. Me and Teron were just like, looks like he's favoring his ankle or leg or something. We're having to go full hockey on this and say he's got some type of lower body thing going on, which is probably forcing him to not go as intense in drills as the other wide receivers are going. So it's it was more foul on A.J. Brown because he said the nobody's asking for your opinion part of the tweet. That's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I'm with you there. Like, okay, first of all, yeah, I want to address this comment. You got to re respect the fact that AJ standing up for his teammate. Personally, I don't get why it matters. Like, it matters inside the locker room. Who cares? Why they, do they you know, care I, what Paul Kaharski thinks about this? Well, it's it's not about necessarily Paul. It's about uh, having the I got your back, man. Like, no, like it's in that and that that does matter, Luke. Like that matters as a part of a team. Like if somebody goes after you on Twitter and I defend you as your employer, you're going to feel better about that, right? Like, if I just ling, I mean, I, I, you can fend for yourself. I'm not saying that you need me or whoever to back you up, but I feel a responsibility to have your back, to have Zach Reagan's back when he gets vault Twitter coming after him <laughs> for something that he wrote. So it's, it's more about, uh, you know, stepping up for somebody who you want to roll with than it is, 
you know, that person, it, then the overall specifics mattering. But that's not really what happened, though, because what happened is not A.J. Brown standing up for Josh Reynolds. Because A.J. Brown standing up for Josh Reynolds looks like this. He, he quote tweets Paul, and he says something along the lines of, you know, that, that last part, right? You never know what guys are dealing with. You got to give him some grace. You know, something a little more intellectual than no one is asking for your effing opinion, right? That's yeah. like from the standpoint of visceral anger, which is, which is part of what I'm saying. Why do they care so much? It's one thing to set the record straight. It's one thing to go to bat for your teammate. But this like visceral anger of like, get and I saw like a bunch of, former Titans players in the comments also saying like, yeah, I hated Paul when I played it. Like get over it, man. Like you're in the NFL. If you're that weak where you can't handle someone saying that you look slow, right? Like I have said things in the past on, on podcasts and in articles that I regret. Like I, I think one time I referred to a player as like a scrub or, or I might've just said they suck. And right. I, I don't like doing that because it provides no context. There's no analysis behind it. And it just feels like a personal attack. But Paul Koharski saying he looks slow. That's not a personal not explosive, right? Yeah. yeah. That, like it, it's an overreaction. And I think it points to the fact, and I know this, that that locker room and that organization cares entirely too much. What is written and said about them. Yeah. I mean, but that's, Everybody, like the people who say, I don't care what people say about me are really not being truthful. Like every, Just put your head down and go but, to work. Th- th- look, that's, that's easy. It's every human being cares about what people say about them. <laughs> now the, to varying degrees, but I think AJ, like this isn't AJ Brown blasting somebody for going after him. This is AJ Brown trying to stand up next to his teammate. So that's where I'm, I'm more okay with it. And look, A.J. Brown is A.J. Brown. He's authentic in every sense of the word. He is genuine. He's emotional. He's reactionary. He's explosive on the field. And he and so that leads to being a little explosive off the field and just being emotional with it. And he look, A.J.'s what, 23, 24 years old? He's going to learn these things. He knew he was going to get in trouble for it. The tweet got deleted, not probably because AJ probably because somebody texted AJ who's employed by the team says, delete the tweet, please now. And the, and they move on. But I, I do think like, that's what makes AJ AJ. And I think that's what AJ knows this. What is AJ Brown trying to do? He's trying to get for another 1000 yard season. So he can put another one K chain around his neck. And he's also building a brand. And AJ Brown knows that if he quote tweets and blasts Paul Kaharski, that's good for the AJ Brown brand when it when it comes to the majority of the Titans fan base. It is. You can't I, deny but, that. Okay, sure. Like he accomplished a branding task. And like this, it's not one comment, it's an accumulation of boneheaded comments from Paul. Like I don't even know what you're talking about. Like I, I think with Paul there's just this aura of I don't like him and I can't really figure out why. Well, I mean it it you know I, it's, it's I, know the, he's, I know he's aggressive and he likes to ask the tough questions, but I have like all the respect for him in the world for that. Like, and, and to the to your comment about well, you know, you you would get upset if someone said something about you. I got called a shady journalist on on Saturday from someone on Twitter. One person, 
And again, well, yeah, this I is know. just one person. Yes. It's not like a flood of people coming at Josh Reynolds where he needs to set the record straight. Someone came to me on Saturday and was like, you're a shady journalist because you, you – Told, you said exactly what Rashad Weaver said. I asked Rashad Weaver if he was going to be eligible this year. He said, no comment. So I tweeted, Rashad Weaver won't commit to being eligible this year. You know why I tweeted that? Because that's exactly what happened. Yet I did not have this freak out where I quote tweeted the guy and, and said, no one effing asked your opinion. And like, I, I, you know, I did set the record straight, right? I did quote tweet it and I said, I asked this. He said this. Vis a vis, that's what happened. I did not with like some sort of visceral anger of I need to defend myself, go after the guy. That's where this is going too far. Look, I, I do think a lot of it's gone too far and Titans fans can feel how they feel about Paul and like that his approach to his job is unique and different from everybody else that covers the Titans on a regular basis. And that's what makes him him. That's why he's been able to set up a business to do that on his own. And that's why we've been able to set up our business to do what we do on our own because we cover the Titans in a different way than everybody else as well. So fans and players will always dislike the type of media member that Paul is. He is pessimistic. He's blunt. He's straight to the point. He's always going to look at it from a – and here's the thing. He's not a fan. Like, he didn't grow up here. He's covering the team. It's his job. He's covered other teams before in the league. And everybody else wants their media members, not everybody, pardon me, but a lot of people like their media members to be fans of the team and don't understand how media members aren't fans of the team, but that's just a portion of fans. So anyway, let's move on from this topic because something else happened about Josh Reynolds this morning that I thought was fascinating. And this was a clip uh, from Buck Rising's podcast why Josh Reynolds may not be a lock to make the Titans roster. Ooh, the spice continues. <laughs> but first, let me tell you guys where to upgrade your new hardwood floors, and that is Calvin and Subtle and CalvinandSubtle.com. Uh, check them out right there. If you need to upgrade your home, which could upgrade uh, the equity of your home and the overall value of your home, uh, go to CalvinandSubtle.com. Brand new hardwood floors. They do a fantastic job of giving you great quality products in a great, efficient manner and not drawing out the process of getting, uh, of, of getting just displaced from your home when it comes with replacing your hardwood floors. So Calvin and subtle.com is where to go. Their phone number is 615-448-6414 at Calvin and subtle.com. And I want to talk to you again about BetMGM. They are the king of sports books. And one of the reasons that they're the king of sports books is that right now they are offering a deal that you will not be able to refuse, I would think, once you hear about it. Right now, if you sign up for BetMGM with the promo code A to Z Sports that you see there on your screen, you will receive a risk free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great way to get your feet wet in the sports betting world if it's something you've always heard about but never actually tried, or if you're a sports betting vet but you're looking for something new or just a great deal to to take a hold of. uh, There's no better time than the present with this deal going on to sign up for BetMGM. So use that promo code A to Z Sports. You'll get a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. Let's go. We're going to get to the Titans depth chart at wide receiver overall and give Luke and I will give our opinions on how it stacks out. Uh, but continuing the Josh Reynolds conversation, because perfect timing for uh, our buck rising to have on Corey Curtis and Tron Davenport on the 615 Sessions podcast. And that podcast episode came out literally 
uh, this morning. And I saw this right after I set up the show this morning. But he's talking to Corey Curtis of News 2, Teron Davenport of ESPN, about Josh Reynolds, who seems to be the topic of the day. Here's their conversation. That number three receiver spot in jeopardy with Josh Reynolds? Does he need, does he need to worry about that at this point, or is this just way too early? I mean, I, Teron, I'll let you speak to this more in depth because you obviously understand the, the nuances of the position much more than, than Corey or I do. But, like, I, I don't think that we should pencil in Josh Reynolds for wide receiver three just because he's a free agent acquisition. I think he has a place on this team, certainly. I think he has utilization, uh, many, many different facets that they can use him if he's right. I just don't know that he's I, – I don't want to make excuses for the guy, but I watch him, and he just something about it doesn't look right to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Something doesn't look right. I know he had a shoulder situation that was bothering him coming into camp, but you're right. Like that turnover, that, that acceleration, that burst, I'm not really seeing that. And, and let me say this, right. I don't believe it's going to happen, but Chris Sanders and I, for our segment on my podcast, you know, we talk about this a lot and Chris always brings it up. He doesn't even know that Josh Reynolds roster spot is guaranteed. I mean, the way they left that out, and that will make you go listen to that full episode at the A to Z Sports Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast. I see Charlie Burris in here. Says, I hope AJ calls Buck out for this, to be honest. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> hosts our Big Orange podcast uh, as well on that same podcast network feed. So, I mean, what do you think about that, Luke, overall? Is that Josh Reynolds and, – and so Corey Curtis and Buck floated it out there of – Maybe he's not even a lock for wide receiver three, but he has a place on the roster. Teron says he doesn't agree with Chris Sanders, former Titans wide receiver, but Chris Sanders, former Titans wide receiver, said he might not be a lock to make the roster. What's your take on that overall? It's tough. Like, I hear that, and one half of me says, yeah, you know, maybe so. He doesn't look that great. Uh, as Paul pointed out, he doesn't look that explosive. And they're only he's only on a one year two million dollar contract, but so it's not the end of the world financially if you get not rid even of him. two million bucks, like one point seven five. Yeah, yeah. But but then on the other hand, I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. This was a guy that a week ago I would have told you would have been a key component to this offense and one of the, the litany of weapons that they have. You know, it's it's Julio, it's AJ, it's Josh Reynolds and and, and Ferkser, and it's this this big array of weapons, and he's a big part of that. Like I. I, they're not cutting Josh Reynolds. Like I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. That it would shock me if that happened. Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no real logic. Like, why would they I, to keep who Nick Westbrook Akina? Like, that doesn't make sense. Well, I think, and I'm pulling up his contract to figure out specifically like what they what his, his signing bonus was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. And he had a hundred, he had one point seven five guaranteed. So the Titans could cut him and save a million bucks. So like that's I've, not. I've got to interrupt not, you real fast yeah, for this. Yeah, yeah. Kalijah Lipscomb's gonna step it up. Yeah, look, Kalijah Lipscomb <laughs> is dead last in all of the wide receiver group. Uh, Kalijah Lipscomb is probably one of the easiest cuts to make, and that's no, that's not personal. He, it's he, just, he that's the fact. He won't make it past the first taper. No, he's literally the he's one of the first cuts. Like, and that's again, I thought Kalaja Lipscomb at Vanderbilt was a was a phenomenal SEC wide receiver. It's not translating to the league right now. And he is the easy one of the easiest cuts to make right now is Kalaja Lipscomb. But Josh Reynolds and, and 
you know, Omar says he's long and long athletes have different stride. That's true. But here's the problem with Josh Reynolds. He hasn't really done anything. And, and in a camp where Julio is super limited because Julio has a plan, A.J. Brown is limited because A.J. Brown has a plan. But when A.J.'s out there, A.J. dominates. Josh Reynolds hasn't really been able to do much. Well, and and then, but it's that's not like a knock on Josh Reynolds. That's just the current situation with Josh Reynolds. Where this is going to is everybody else behind Josh Reynolds, who's doing a great job of making them hard to cut. I just mentioned Elijah Lipscomb, easy to cut. Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, Fred Brown, maybe not. Nick Westbrook, Akina, Des Fitzpatrick, the fourth round pick, Racy McMath, Mason Kinsey. All of those guys, and even Cody Hollister before he hurt his ankle, all of those guys were doing everything they possibly can to make them really hard to cut. And Josh Reynolds just hasn't been available, and he's dealing with an injury, which means he's not doing much out there in team drills. He's not catching passes in 11-on-11 for touchdowns like some of these other guys are. And so you start to wonder, like, how much like how much do the Titans need Josh Reynolds because of how hungry these other guys seem to be and Josh Reynolds is dealing with the injury? Well, first, Austin, let me say that no one effing cares about your opinion. No one Thank asked, okay? It. Yeah. Um, you know, I could see the argument for Josh Reynolds not being the number three receiver. I, I think that's probably within the realm of possibility that... If he's not you know, the number three wide receiver, then what is he doing? Well, and so... And, he's and we'll not have playing this- special teams. You know, there are certain situations where you may want him as the number three. There are other situations where you may not want him as the number three. But I don't know. I mean, he'll be a four. You want him on the team. Like like I talked about earlier, he's the guy who can convert third downs. He can get open. He's nifty. He, he's, he's, he's a smart player. And you want him on the team. Just because he's not always in an 11 personnel doesn't mean that he's worthless. Yeah, I think I, I think Josh Reynolds will make the roster. I, it's just because he's got so much experience and he's the most productive wide receiver the Titans have in the NFL behind Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown. And so Nate says, was he an insurance policy, Austin, if the Titans did not trade for Julio? <laughs> See, before oh, the Julio trade, we was, were sitting here talking about him being the wide receiver too. Yes, and I and look, I like Josh Reynolds. I think he's a really I think I thought Josh Reynolds was the perfect value free agent signing at wide receiver. A guy who is buried behind Robert Woods and Cooper Cup in LA. He's made nice plays when he needed to, but now he's looking for more opportunity. And unfortunately, he's been dealing with some type of injury that's limited his opportunities in many camps and training camp right now. And I think this really speaks to Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers and Nick Westbrook Aquina. Yeah. And like those three guys are making this tough. Mm-hmm. And that's where Luke and I were going to get next was the Titans wide receiver depth chart because the Titans put out their unofficial depth chart yesterday for the first time because it's game week and they're, uh, obligated to do that in a game week, preseason or regular season. So, Farsinger asks, how is Mason Kinsey doing? He's working his ass off, but again, like, he's there. He's, he's there. He's working hard, and he's quick. He's going through the drills at 100%. It's just he's buried in a situation where we didn't realize this, but we talked about the lack of depth of wide receiver all offseason long before the Julio trade not realizing that Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers would come out of the gates looking like this. 
and now that they actually have a, a good problem on their hands here. Yeah. So, definitely. Luke, let's go ahead and do this. Let's break down how we feel the Titans wide receiver depth chart is playing out. Uh, but first, I'm going to tell everybody here about our friends at the Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. If you get hurt in your life, know who to trust, who to turn to, to get yourself back on the track to be healthy. And Bone and Joint Institute is where to go. Boneandjointtn.org. They've got over a dozen doctors there at the facility. And they also streamline that process of getting back to health right there at boneandjointtn.org. And I'm going to tell you again about our friends at BetMGM because right now if you download the BetMGM app, you sign up and you use the promo code that you see on your screen there, A to Z Sports, they'll give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's one of the many reasons why BetMGM is the king of sports books. Yep. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee and for gambling problem support. Call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Luke, I will toss it over to you. And we're kind of break down really who are the how do you stack up these wide receivers after Josh Reynolds after Josh Reynolds I think it's Chester Rogers and Marcus Johnson sort of neck and neck I'd put Rogers at four just because I think he's a better slot and I think that his, his punt returning in terms of getting him on the roster probably puts him a step ahead of Marcus Johnson but at this point Marcus Johnson is better than Racy McMath Marcus Johnson is better than Des Fitzpatrick. He's better than Nick Westbrook-Akina. And he's better than Cameron Batson. And those are four guys that I think we were all looking at to be contributors at wide receiver. And, and it's a problem, I think, especially with Fitzpatrick, that, that they're not. But it's also a, a good problem because it, it, part of the reason they're so far down is that Johnson has been a, a, the standout player, arguably, of camp along with Rodgers. And I think it's tough with Des Fitzpatrick because I don't think you can cut a fourth-round draft pick, but right now he's not one of the best six or seven receivers on this team. I mean, I'd just about take my chances with Nick Westbrook-Akina before I would with, with Des Fitzpatrick, and that's going to create an interesting problem for them. But, but to actually lay out the depth chart, if, if Josh Reynolds is three, I'm going to do Chester Rogers four, Marcus Johnson at five, and then at six, I'm going to go with Racy McMath because of his special teams ability. And then Des Fitzpatrick probably would fall at seven. And so do they keep seven wide receivers? And I, that's because that's been a, cop, yeah. a topic for the last you know week and a half, two weeks of, of camp is that it makes a lot of sense to keep seven wide receivers. Because if you cut Des, here's how this works. Because in order for you to get to the 53-man roster, you've got to cut everybody to get to 53. Then you have to wait for waivers to happen because other teams can claim anybody who was cut off of waivers. Then after that process, you start adding to your practice squad. Yeah. And so you, if Des Fitzpatrick is not one of your top five wide receivers, you really have to think, like, if you cut Des Fitzpatrick, is somebody going to come take him away for their active roster? Because it would be great, right, in the situation they have, it would be fantastic to place Des Fitzpatrick on a practice squad to have him sit there. Because racing, you're right, Racing McMath and NWI are helping you on special teams. Des Fitzpatrick is not that type of player. He is more pure wide receiver. 
And when it comes to the roster, you have to understand you can only have so many pure wide receivers. And right now you've got three in Julio, AJ, and Reynolds who are zero help on on special teams because they're all wide receivers. So how do you fill out the rest of those spots? I think Cam Batson, Mason Kinsey, Fred Brown, and Kalijah Lipscomb are ba- basically done. Like that's they're putting on good tape. Maybe they can land on the practice squad. But it's all about how do they feel about Des Fitzpatrick because Marcus Johnson is working his way to earn a, earn a spot. Yeah. Like how and, I, and how and can Mark, think, does Marcus Johnson help you on special teams as a gunner? He he can play gunner. Yes. He was talking about that at the fence line the other day. So and Stock it, says, and this is interesting from Stockman on on Twitter. Uh, Reynolds to IR, and I, I think maybe it's not Josh Reynolds, but does somebody get hidden on injured reserve or Des to IR? That's what I was about to say. Maybe it's not Josh Reynolds on IR, but Josh Reynolds seems to be hurt. Does do they come up with some type of physical ailment to? put Des Fitzpatrick on injured reserve to basically give him a red shirt year to come back. So they don't have to worry about that roster spot. And then uh, they can keep Marcus Johnson who helps you on both wide receiver and teams, Chester Rogers who can help you in the slot and he's your punt returner. And then you have Nick Westbrook, who's a gunner racing McMath, who's a gunner as well. And there's your six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, can you, can you realistically and legitimately place Des Fitzpatrick on injured reserve at some point before you have to cut players? And, and as far as waivers are concerned, because I see a lot of comments saying, you know, well, this guy might clear waivers, this guy might not clear waivers. I think that Racy McMath has less of a chance of clearing waivers than Fitzpatrick does, but I don't think either one of them would. I think yeah, a team it- would snatch Racy McMath up in a heartbeat probably after seeing a lot of the, the tweets and videos that have come out of camp and also knowing what he can do on special teams. And then Des Fitzpatrick was a fourth-round draft pick. Like, I don't think people are uh, are going to let him just slide away that quickly. Right. And, and like Nate says, in retrospect, that Des Fitzpatrick pick could have been a backup QB. Uh, no, 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 no. Like, Des, they had the draft of wide receiver because remember, you did not have Julio Jones on this roster at the time of the draft. And I thought drafting a wide receiver as late as they did as Des Fitzpatrick at 109 was way too late. They passed up on a lot of really talented wide receivers. Now, again, all of this has had a wrench thrown in it because we didn't realize how productive Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers would be in camp. And so somebody asked this question, and I want to get, I want to let Luke talk about it. Robbie on Twitter says, What's Marcus Johnson doing to stand out in camp? He's bounced around the league a bit. So, Luke, I'll let you talk on that. Well, I'm going to quote the great John Robinson with this. Every time you ask him, what are you looking for in a draft at receivers? He says, get open, catch, block. What's Marcus Johnson been doing in camp? He's getting open, he's catching the football, and he's blocking. And that can't be said about Des Fitzpatrick. That can't be said about Mason Kinsey. It can't be said about... Ball on the ground, Fred Brown, as I like to call him. Uh, he's getting open. He's making a lot of plays. Like he's every, you know, every time they do an offensive series, it feels like Johnson is getting involved. Chester Rogers right there behind him with that. That that's what he's doing is he's getting open, he's catching the football, and he's blocking well and often. Yeah, and and Dom Dom Diddy on Twitter says the Titans have a history of camp guys making the roster and they don't hold weight during the season. 
Yeah, but that was back in the days where they had a terrible roster and they were drafting fullbacks in the fourth round, and so they didn't have anybody. Camp bodies would make the roster because they had no one else to compete yes. with. Like this year, and what John Robinson's been able to do is they're going to have to cut good players. Exactly. And, like, and and like I don't know the last time they've I could say that they're cutting good players. Like there's a log like I don't like they're going to cut some good corners. Look, I, I, yeah. I mean, there's, they're going to have to cut good cornerbacks this year. Yeah, and they're cornerbacks cut, have done a lot. And, and like you said earlier, Austin, it's a good problem to have, and it points to like I remember the days where we would talk about are they going to keep seven receivers so that thirty-eight year old Harry Douglas can stick around? Like, come on, now we're talking about are they going to keep seven receivers so that the crucial special teams player can stick around because these other guys you want as part of your passing game, not because. Well, you have to keep, you know, a certain number. So, you know, somebody's going to stick around. Yeah. So I think we both agree after it's, you know, Julio, AJ, Josh Reynolds, those three, we feel comfortable, even with the concerns about Josh Reynolds' explosive ability, which I've stated earlier in the show. Josh Reynolds was not ever, was never an explosive wide receiver. He's a run the route, get open, catch the football for a first down, and then get tackled pretty quickly after it. That's what Josh Reynolds is and he has a place on this team. After that, I think Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers, because of Chester Rogers' punt return ability, uh, is there. Those are your four and five. And then I would put Nick Westbrook-Akina sixth, and Des Fitz, uh, I'm sorry, Racy McMath seven. Wait, what did I say? Yeah, De- Racy McMath at seven, and then Des Fitzpatrick is eighth. Yep. Right? Is that right? I think so. Or did, I, or did I mess something up there? No, I, I, I think that's it. So that's tough. And so, like, you know, Aaron says you got to keep Chester. And there's a situation where maybe they have to choose between Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers. Maybe they, they can't afford to keep both of those guys. And that's something that we're going to have to figure out as, uh, as the preseason comes along and we start seeing these guys out here on the practice field. All right. And, qu- and quickly, Aaron, yeah. they do have to keep Chester Rogers because they need a punt returner. You're absolutely right about that. Right. So could they – is Marcus Johnson going to be one of those good players who they just can't afford to keep? And, and I, I don't know how that's going to work out. A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. Luke, it is time for Tuesday Sports Trivia. It's my first time hosting Sports Trivia. It's going to be a fun time. But first, let me tell you guys – about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Check out their inventory right there. And you need a new car, they've got you covered, whether it's a new sedan with a Hyundai Sonata or the Hyundai Palisade right there. Wilson County Hyundai is where to go in Lebanon. They'll do a great job for you with Payne Bone and his crew right there, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And I'm going to tell you one last time about our friends at BetMGM because they are the king of sports books. And if you enter that promo code you see on the screen there, A to Z Sports, when you go download the app and sign up, they're going to give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's something you do not want to miss out on. All right, Luke, you ready for this? It's your first go-around at Trivia. So we have 10 questions. Okay. We're going to have to go rapido on these because we got to get out to practice. We got to leave. We got to hard out in 15 (laughs) minutes, Luke. So we got 10 questions. As Orlando says, don't screw this up, Luke. 10 questions, zero Googling, no texting a friend. The only friend you could possibly use to help in trivia is one who is physically in the room with you to talk with. But all right, so we've got 
these 10 questions. I have the website that Zach uses, and I'm going to do my best to make sure we can go through these and not have any repeats or really easy questions in this. So, first question in the NFL. Rich Gannon threw five interceptions in a Super Bowl loss against which team? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Oh, and Luke, by the way, uh, you you now have my job where we we confirm the answer with final A to Z. So once we talk through it, once you read and see what okay. the comments say, and we feel good about an answer to lock it in, okay. to lock in the answer, your job is to say the okay. answer, final A to Z, right? Okay. All right. All right. So uh, we're getting a lot of Tampa. Louis says Seattle, but Louis, just warning Luke, Louis is typically wrong. <laughs> uh, so everybody else is saying Tampa Bay. So what should we do here? I, it's I know it's Tampa Bay because I know that Derek Brooks had a pick six in that Super Bowl, and John Gruden ran up and down the sideline screaming Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, so it, it was it's definitely the Bucks. So you're gonna lock this in? Yes. All right. Final A to Z. The answer is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're one right. and zero. Okay. One and zero. All right. Now I, I got to see. This is my first time doing this, and it's it's set up a lot differently than I thought it was gonna be. Um, all right. This is in soccer. How many how many FIFA World Cup tournaments has Diego Maradona played in? Mm. How many how many World Cup championship uh, tournaments has Diego Maradona played in? How many World Cup tournaments my, has he played in? My guess would be four or five. What do you all think? Because it's every four years. And four would theoretically put him at, at twelve years. Five could put him at sixteen years at the least. I think it's I think it's four. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Let's see. Louis says four, two to three from Dom Diddy. Omar says two. Uh, Eric just says a lot. Ed says four. Ian, who's over in Scotland, is a soccer guy. He says three to four. Rob says four. Uh, Dom says I should know this because I just watched his documentary. Well, yeah, you should help us out, but you're at two to three. We we can't. We have to know exactly. Orlando's is six. That that would make it entirely too long of a career. Hookah says three. Cam says four equals sixteen. Luke, if you want, do you want to tell Cam why his math is wrong? Well, yeah. So <laughs> if if he starts his career in a World Cup year, that's year one. Add four years, year five. Add four years, nine. Add four years, twelve or thirteen. Yeah. So uh, we're getting three and four. Josh has four final A to Z. I think that's so, what I want to go with, Austin. All right. So you want to lock it in? Locking it in. With what? You have to say four. final A to Z. Four final A to Z. All right. The answer is four. Okay. All we're right. Off to, we're off to uh, a 2 0 start. Okay. Next one in golf. Where was VJ Singh born? Um, It sounds like a Japanese name. It's not. You don't know who VJ Singh is? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um he is he he looks like he is of Indian descent. Okay, um, well I see in I see India from I see India here, I see India here. Uh I, it, I don't I, I'm gonna have to de- I'm gonna have to ask the audience and defer on this one because clearly I, mean, I have no idea who this person so is. Ian came in quick with Fiji and then Dustin said Fiji lock it up. Oh man, it's tough. I, I'm, I'm going to trust. Davidson says Fiji. For some gonna, reason, I feel like Fiji's right. I'm going to trust the passion of the people in the comments. So do we want to go Fiji? I, I think we go Fiji, and that's final A to Z. 
Fiji is correct. We're off All to right. a start. All right. Fantastic. All right. There's a lot of these that are very easy questions. Like, you know, that I already know. Yeah. Uh, like the, the answer to. Um, and we've had a lot of these too. This is tough. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to do my best of this. Ooh, this is good. I don't think we've had this one. What NBA team initially drafted Mike Miller in the year 2000? Because Mike Miller played for a lot of teams. So what NBA team initially drafted Mike Miller in the year 2000? Uh, I, I'm not a big NBA guy. That that's my weak spot in the, <laughs> in the five major sports. That's the one I'm the weakest on. I see Lewis says bulls. Jerome says the Grizzlies. Rob says Orlando, Memphis, Orlando. Uh, so I guess it's between those two. What do you think, Austin? I don't know. I'm starting to see more magic coming. I don't remember him with the magic. Dom says the Grizz drafted and a lot of Grizz answers too. It's between was, Memphis and Orlando. Was well, was this Vancouver? Like when I forget which year the Grizzlies moved from Vancouver to Memphis. Hmm. I think the Grizzly was it, and then there's Miami. Like I, you know, he played for so many teams. I, okay, so it was after Vancouver. So yeah, I want to say the Vancouver Grizzlies moved late '90s around the same time as the Preds and Titans. So I, I think, let, yeah, I'm I'm with Ryan. Lots of lots of Grizz answers yeah. from the Tennessee crowd. We want we want to lock this so, in. Yeah, we'll say Memphis final A to Z. The answer is the Orlando Magic. Oh, so we're three and one. That was tough. That was tough. All right, let's rebound. Let's get another one. All right, so here's the. Uh, I think I got. I don't think we've had this one. Which golfer is nicknamed Cinderella? Which golfer is nicknamed Cinderella? And apparently, he Mike Miller was rookie of the year with the Magic. Uh, Which golfer was nicknamed Cinderella? I need to see some comments pouring in I because know, I'm, I'm lost on this one. Um, I, I don't even have a guess. <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah. Bueller. Ricky. Ricky Fowler from Lewis. I don't. Aaron know. Goff says Tiger Woods. I don't think it's Tiger. It's definitely not Jordan Spieth. Phil Mickelson I, is lefty. No one said the same answer twice. We've just I gotten know. like five or six different. It's golfers. definitely not Tiger Woods. Uh, although the the clock did strike midnight on Tiger Woods. Yes. Boom. Um, I don't <laughs> think it needs to be a female monsoon. Repeat the question. This, this name is out there enough that I'm convinced it might be him. Uh, so the question is, uh, which golfer is nicknamed Cinderella? Um, this is not good. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Bob Barker. Uh, what do you think, Austin? Uh, Pukas thinks it's female. So can we get some female golfers in here? Yeah, I, you know, I think we were just going to have to guess on this one and, and cut our losses and hope for the best. Rory McIlroy? Jordan Spieth? Let's do Rory. Or, that, that was who came to just, mind when I heard the question. Can we just do Michelle Wee? I mean, is that not just the smart way to go? Let's do it. All right, Michelle Wee. Locking in. Answer. A to Z final answer. 
amazing. It puts all the stress and pressure on your muscles, not on your joints. So you're getting true, strong, functional strength. Also targeting that hard to burn body fat. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Back here to sports trivia. We got five more questions to go. All right, now I got to find more. We're three and two uh, through five. Um, we got to do speed run now. I, I know, and I got you know I'm not familiar with this website, so <laughs> I'm not as quick as Zach is on finding these. Okay, which player was the Los Angeles Clippers' first pick in the 2010 draft? Which player was the Clippers' first pick? In the 2010 draft, not the first overall pick, just the first pick for the Clippers. This is again my weak spot, so I'm going to need help on this one. Was it that? I forget. I know you're talking about the blonde hair guy, but maybe it wasn't. Blake Griffin, was he 2010? Uh, I don't know. Chris Two Kamen people think is, it's Blake is who uh, Adam was saying. It's got to be Blake Griffin, yeah, right? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Lock it in, final right. A to Z. Blake Griffin, we're going quick. The answer is <laughs> Al Farouk Aminu. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> oh, man, this is not good. We're three and three. We cannot dip below dip below uh, 500. 500. Cannot do that. All right. Um, let's see. These We've had some of these before. Ooh, in 2011, Victor Cruz set a Giants record in what category? In 2011, Victor Cruz set a Giants record in what category? My thought, it's it's got to be either reception yards or touchdowns. I think it might be receptions. That was or, what I that? came to my mind. Victor Cruz. I remember that season. See, but I also think it's touchdowns because of all the salsa dances that you guys are talking about. Yeah, that that's that's smart. Let, let's do touchdowns. Every, everybody's answered all three: receiving yards, receptions, and touchdowns. My, catches would be my second guess, but I think you're right that it's touchdowns. It's not receiving yards. I don't think that's it. Locking it in. Final A to Z. Touchdowns. Oh, Luke's just saying, "Screw it, we're moving on." <clears throat> the answer is receiving yards. So we are. Three oh, I, we wouldn't. Have, we, <laughs> that that was my third guess. Yeah, not good. Oh man, <clears throat> we need <laughs> we need help. Okay, uh, here's here's a layup for us. What college did Jay Cutler attend? Anchor down, big VU, locking Vanderbilt. in final A to Z. Don't even need help with that. We have to have this one. So we, uh, well, there we go. Vanderbilt. There we go. We're four and four. Two <laughs> more questions. My God, we had to have a layup. Um, let's see. We've had a lot of these questions. Um, man. I don't know if, Luke, this is before your time, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Which team did David Justice belong to in the 91 World Series? The 1991 World Series, which team did David Justice belong to? So if anybody just knows the teams that were in the 1991 World Series, we'll have a 50% chance. Tigers was the first thing that came to my mind, and that's what Dom says. But I'm seeing a lot of Braves out there. One like, Braves 
from Jerome with an exclamation point. I think that's going to have to be it. Were the, that's the, were the Braves in the 91 World Series? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think that. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody's but, saying a lot of Braves. There's Blue Jays answers. There's Yankees answers. A lot of Braves, though. And, and so I do think, we just go Braves? I think we go Braves, and that's our final A to Z. All right. Let's see. Braves, the answer is the Bravos. We are All now right. five and four. We need this one. We've never gone five and five in a trivia round, so i got to load more questions. <clears throat> I don't think this should count towards our overall record because it's not set up the right way, and I'm just not very good at this part of it. All right. Um, let's do <clears> – <throat> Let's do this. In April of 2012, Alex Rodriguez hit his 631st home run, passing whom? Ooh. Um, In April of 2012, Alex Rodriguez hit his 631st home run, passing whom? That's a really hard one. I want to say Willie Mays. That's a good guess, I would think. Willie Mays, Lewis, Lewis thinks you were right. Sammy Sosa. Mm. Mickey Mantle. I, I think Willie Mays is in that 630-ish. Yeah. If you want to go with that, we can go with that. <sighs> G-Man's with me. Harmon Killebrew, it. Jeff Sawyer bringing up Harmon. King Griffey Jr. has got more than that. Yeah, yeah. I say we lock it in. Final A to Z, Willie Mays. Final A to Z. King Griffey Jr. I figured he would have more than that, like you said. I thought he did, too. And he's my guy. Oh, Oh, well. Five and five. Five and five. The worst trivia round we've ever done. This is definitely my fault. (laughs) So, it's definitely my fault. All right, guys. We got to run to practice. We'll be live uh, at Titans practice with a lot of content. Make sure you're following us all over social media. Content will be posted to Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Make sure you're following everywhere so you don't miss any of it. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good one. Appreciate you watching.